0: Hello everyone and welcome to Kilowatt. My name is Bodie, and I am your host and this is January 7th, day 3 of CES week. So we're going to talk about some CES news as well as some um, regular Tesla and EV news. So let's go ahead and jump into that at a moment where my brain went dead. Can I tell you a story real quick? Um, my daughter is learning how to play uh, the violin. She hasn't She hasn't had any lessons yet, but she'll be learning soon and uh my wife's like will you tune this i play the guitar i'm like yeah i can tune a violin no problem well it's a lot harder than you think so so at some point i had all of the strings off i did not mark which string went where so that was that was a fun game and this is all before i'm recording this show and i started at 7:30 it is now 10:08 on friday night and uh there's only four strings on a violin <laughs> and trying to get this thing back together and tuned was a nightmare. Like the bridge, I, I didn't realize the bridge wasn't attached and that just kind of fell off and I don't know. I don't even know if I got it in the right spot, to be honest with you. um, Yeah, you have to put this like rosin stuff on the tuning pegs and all that stuff. Anyway, long story short, I have lots of poke, holes poked in my fingers where the strings went in. There was lots of swear words. At some point, my wife's like, can you just go out, go downstairs and do that? And I, you're stressing me out. And I was like, yeah, I can do that. So, yeah, but it is tuned. I played it in the garage. It sounded horrible because I don't know how to play the violin, but it's tuned. So there's that. All right, let's jump into the news. Sorry, I had to get it off my chest. Let's jump in, into the news here. Uh Here's a little follow-up, and I'm happy to announce that Ford is telling dealers that if they price gouge customers, they won't get their allotment of F-150 Lightnings. So if you remember a few days ago, or if you didn't listen to that show, I'll just kind of remind you, some Ford dealerships were charging up to $30,000 more than the cost of the vehicle just because it's in high demand. And Ford said, nah, you can't do that. And if you do it, we're not going to give you any F-150 lightnings. And I like to call this, and this is going to be, I'm going to, I'm going to kind of swear. So if you have children in the room, turn it down for about five seconds. But I, I like to call this the stop being a dick clause because <laughs> for goodness sakes, uh, that is. That is the worst. I mean, I, I believe in capitalism, but that is the worst kind of capitalism. Like, I, I'm going to charge you an extra $30,000 for something that is clearly not worth the extra $30,000 just because I can. Uh, shame on you Ford dealers that are doing that. Shame, shame, shame. All right, let's talk about Chevy. Uh, I have no shame to give for Chevy. This Chevy Silverado EV RST first edition sold out in 20 minutes. Now, there is no word on how many <laughs> vehicles they had set aside for the reservations. It could be five or it could be 500,000. We don't know. But in the, in either case, you know, good for them. They sold out. I think that's awesome. Uh, but yeah. Uh, it would ni- it would be nice to know how many they were initially planning on producing of that first edition, which is like hundred and five thousand dollars without all of the accessories that you can add on. So it's a pretty spendy truck. Goodyear Tire has developed a tire prototype made from seventy percent sustainable materials. Now I'm going to be hundred percent honest with you. I do not understand tire chemistry, so I'm not going to try to explain it to you because if I did try to explain it to you, you would see me as uh, an idiot. And quite frankly, I <laughs> I don't want you to lose confidence in me, so I'm not going to explain it. Uh, I'm just going to move on to the next story. Awesome at 70% sustainable materials. Moving on to the next story. Bobcat, the heavy equipment operator, not the guy from all of the Police Academy movies, Bobcat has revealed their first Electric track loader, sometimes called a skidster. It's, it's called all sorts of different names, but track loader, the T7X. And when I say all electric, I mean all electric. This thing doesn't even have hydraulic fluid. It uses electricity to operate the bucket or whatever's attached, like a trencher or whatever's attached at the, at the time. So that's pretty cool because there's about 50 gallons of hydraulic fluid in each one of those track loaders. So I don't know how much one of these things costs and it's probably cost prohibited for a lot of people to buy if you're not going to be using it for like your farm or your business or whatever. But if you want to rent one, Sunbelt Rentals has ordered a bunch of these. So I don't know how much it costs to rent, but it might be worth, you know, just renting it and driving it around the neighborhood just to kind of see what's going on. Like I don't have any need. (laughs) <laughs> for one of these, like I have rock in my front yard. I have fake grass in my backyard and block. There's nothing else. Uh, there's no ne- no reason for me to have this other than it would be fun to drive around and just kind of play with. All right, let's get to some Tesla news here. According to reports, Tesla is set to deliver the first 15 Tesla semis to PepsiCo by the end of January. If you remember just a few weeks ago, the CEO of Pepsi said that they were going to start uh, getting their deliveries by the end of the year. The Tesla somebody by the end of the year, and I was like, "Well, you better hurry because you know you're two weeks out." Well, it turns out it'll be the end of January. Tesla is also installing mega chargers at the Pepsi Modesto, California facility. There's a, there was another article on this where Tesla was installing mega chargers at a Frito Lay facility in Modesto. But Pepsi owns Frito-Lay, so it's likely the same location, if I had to guess. Model X Plaid has a six-seater option for only $6,500 more. Seems like a lot of money, but the configuration is cool. It's two seats in the front, two seats in the middle, and two seats in the back. It seems very comfortable if you need to carry around six people and not seven. Which they do have a seven-seater for $3,500 more. That's two in the front, three in the middle, two in the back. Previously, the long-range and plaid versions of the Model X had a five-seat configuration standard, and I guess not previously, it still does. I don't know why I said that. Prices start at a super affordable for the Plaid $126,490. My recommendation is to get two while they're cheap. Tesla announced that the Model S Plaid would get Plaid Track Mode This would allow Model S owners to get a better track experience with more features and better stability control and handling and balance and regenerative braking, all that cool stuff. Um, You know, even if I could afford a Model S Plaid, I don't think that's the car for me because I don't really care that much about going fast. I think it's a cool looking car, but it's not the car for me. But if you have one of these bad chickens, please email in. (laughs) And let me know if you're driving it on a track, because I would like to hear what your experiences are. I doubt that anybody who listens to me in this audience has one, because it seems like you would have already emailed me by now if you did. But if you do, email me, Bodie, B-O-D-I-E, at 918digital.com, and let me know what you think. And while we're on the subject of the Model S, a Model S P85 just passed over 1.5 million kilometers on the odometer. That's 932,256 miles. Super impressive. But that wasn't all on one battery. The owner had an issue at 290 kilometers or 180,000 miles. And then while Tesla was trying to figure out what was going on, they gave him a loaner battery, which is the thing that I didn't know they would do. And during the time that he had the loaner battery, he racked up another 150,000 kilometers or 93,000 miles. And then at that, at that point, they're like, okay, we'll go ahead and give you this third battery. And it sounds like all the rest of the miles, the, uh, roughly 650,000 miles or so have been off of this third battery. The gentleman that owns this model S, I believe is drives a taxi. That's why there's so many miles, but you know, definitely getting their money out of this vehicle for sure. All right. Let's jump into our main topic here. Vinfast is a Vietnamese automaker and they announced five new electric SUVs at CES. Now, VinFast is owned by Vingroup, which, from what I understand, is the largest privately owned conglomerate in Vietnam. Think like Hyundai or Samsung in terms of the size. And instead of being in Korea, they are from Vietnam. VinFast is stopping all ice production and they're going all in on the EV. And they are bringing their new EVs to Europe, obviously Vietnam, and the United States. So before we get to the five cars that they announced, and I'm pretty sure in the presentation, the presentation was like 25 minutes long. I'm pretty sure in the presentation, she had mentioned that they're all SUVs, but some look like they might be sedans. So, you know, just kind of keep that in mind as we go through this. First up, they talked about their smart services, which is basically their connected car, uh, which includes an app somewhere close to level two plus autonomy a personal assistant like Google or Siri or Amazon's assistant, home control like opening and closing your garage doors, streaming content, karaoke, video games, the mobile office, and they showed off checking your email, and you can shop online. So pretty on par with what Tesla offers in their vehicles. Only time will tell what the experience will be, but it looked pretty cool during the presentation. Now they have, in terms of the cars, they have the VF5, VF6, VF7. They didn't talk about those hardly at all. And then they had the VF8 and the VF9, which are slightly larger SUVs. I'm going to be honest, I thought that these looked a lot like a Mazda SUV, and I own a Mazda SUV, and I think it looks nice. It's not anything fancy, but it's a nice looking car. The VF8... And VF9 will be introduced in LA on November 22nd, 2022 with deliveries beginning by the end of 2022. So from the time that they introduce the cars in more detail and actually uh, start delivering the cars, very short time period. The VF8 will start at 41,000 US dollars or 36,000 euros and the VF9 will start at 56,000 US and 49,000 euros. And the VF9 will come in a 6 or 7 seater option. Now, it sounds like you're going to have to have a battery lease on this, which is popular in Asian countries. They didn't mention the cost, but they did say it would be an equivalent cost to owning a gas car. So I pay somewhere between two hundred and thirty and three hundred dollars a month for fuel, depending on how much I drive. So I'm guessing this lease is going to fall somewhere between two and two fifty. One of the cool things is they cover all of the maintenance on the battery, which is probably almost none. <laughs> so that's an easy that's an easy uh, thing to give to customers. But once the battery gets down to seventy percent. Uh, they will replace the battery at no additional charge to you, obviously, because you're leasing it. But that is nice because this is a new, ve- newer vehicle and we really don't know, you know, uh, if there's going to be any sort of issues with the battery. So that's a good thing. They're expected to get somewhere close to 300 miles range, although there's no official number in terms of range as of yet. That's just something I saw in an article. Uh, let's see here. Delivered by the end of the year. Um, at some point, they're going to build a plant in North America to build the cars, and that'll be in 2024. Vin Group will build a battery plant in the U.S. So I'm guessing where the battery plant goes, the, you know, manufacturing car manufacturing plant will go and vice versa. There's a possibility for an IPO. So if you're a, an investor, you might want to check out Vin fast or at least read into them I'm not giving it investment advice because I'm an idiot. you can reserve one for two hundred dollars and if you reserve one you get a voucher for three thousand dollars off the vF8 or five thousand dollars off the vF9 so that's kind of cool so they're rewarding you for putting your faith in them and actually that's kind of how they worded it worded it. the vouchers are valid for two years. you also when you purchase the car you get a free charger the services are free that all the things that i mentioned before you also get a stay at a vin group hotel in vietnam a 7 night stay that's pretty cool and they plant a tree for every car that they sell so i thought that was neat and i want to go back to the prices of the vf8 and the vf9 the vf8 starts at $41,000 us so does that mean that the vf7 vf6 and vf5 are going to be below $41,000 Wouldn't it be great if the VF5 was like a $25,000 electric vehicle that they decided they're going to sell in the United States or anywhere in the world for that matter? All right, that's enough of VinFast. I have one additional story that came in at the last minute here. Tesla has announced that the FSD package will jump from $10,000 to $12,000 on January 17th. No word if the FSD subscription is going to go up if you're not already on it. Um, Man, I am not a fan of this whatsoever. Like, I understand that when you buy your car, you pay for the hardware. But the self-driving stuff, that's kind of an ongoing cost for Tesla. So I get that they need to charge a little bit more than what Microsoft would charge for Windows, for instance. There's a little bit more going on there. However, I think $12,000 is absolutely ridiculous. Right now, their take rate for full self driving is pretty low. Like, I can't remember exactly what Zach Kirkhorn said it was back in, I think it was July when they did their earnings call. Um, I'll have to go back and see if I can find that information. There was a study that was done. I don't put a lot of credence into it uh, because it was just a survey of 17,000 people and I don't know know, how the survey was performed, but some random person on Twitter did this survey of 17,000 people who bought Teslas and it was like 11% of those people actually purchased full self-driving. And I think that... Jives with what Zach Kirkhorn, the CTO of Tesla or no CFO of Tesla was saying back at that earnings call. It was, it was a pretty low number. So if the take rate is so low, why is Tesla increasing the price? Um, I'm hoping we'll find out more on this. I'm sure it'll be a question during the earnings call at the end of the month. So, uh, I will keep you posted as we learn more. All right, everybody, that is it for me and RCS coverage. If you want to email me, it's Bodie, B-O-D-I-E at 918digital. You can find me on Twitter at 918digital. And I hope you all have a wonderful weekend. And I will see you next Friday.